Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is the podcast version of my weekly-ish newsletter called Sarah by the Season, where I explore a little bit of everything that's on my mind as I try to lean into nature's wisdom and rhythms. Subscribe and learn more at sarahbythesason.com. This week's newsletter is titled Unforeseen Consequences, Thoughts on What We Say We Value. I was listening to Dr. Ann Lemke on the Huberman Lab podcast a few weeks ago, and she said something that keeps ringing around in my head. I can't find the exact quote now, but she was talking about impulsivity control, so that she could imagine that at some point, evolutionarily, a lack of impulse control could be helpful for people. If you're being chased by a tiger, you don't want to overthink it. You just want to run. However, in our modern culture, a lack of impulse control is a detriment to success at work and life, or so they tell us. For whatever reason, this made me think of our son. From the time Jasper was little, he has had a defiant streak. Even as a five-year-old, he could argue his way out of situations. We have grown to coining it being Jaspered at our house. When he debates with you and makes such good points that you realize you've lost the argument. When he was younger, it was completely maddening as a parent because he never just listened to a simple request. His first instinct was to argue with you. Grant and I had probably thousands of conversations about our frustration with this phenomenon, but we also tried to repeatedly remind ourselves that what was frustrating as a parent of a five-year-old, we would be thrilled about as a parent of a 16-year-old because Jasper wouldn't be doing anything because all his friends were doing it. His stubborn, lawyerly streak would probably make him a more secure and self-aware adult because he doesn't do things unless he has thought them through and seen the benefits for himself. Dr. Lemke's thoughts on impulsivity in this parenting conversation Grant and I have had so many times reminded me of this week's discussion that I loved on Pantsuit Politics about kids in sports and the various ways that reflects on our values as a society. In their discussion, Sarah and Beth talked about how our public schooling system rewards competence, but how, as Beth said, quote, the line between competence and compliance is razor thin. They then went on to discuss how they both excelled at competence and compliance until they reached their 30s, when they began to unpack some of the repercussions of all that good girlness. This is my story too, as well as so many of my friends that are around the same age. So between these different situations, I began to wonder what other things we're collectively teaching our children, whether that is individual parents, religion, or culture, that they will have to end up undoing or unlearning in order to become whole, integrated, healed people at some point. It also makes me wonder at the depths of my own unlearning that I have yet to do. What are things that we reward in children and young adults that wind up creating new and different problems as they grow? What types of people do our communities that we belong to put on a pedestal that breed behaviors or characteristics that we generally don't value, or at least say that we don't value in adults? What are the behaviors we critique that end up creating anxiety, neurosis, and addictions later in life? I'm not asking these questions to heap any more pressure or blame on parents or teachers or any of the rest of us that influence children and young adults in any capacity. We've got plenty of that already. I'm asking these questions because they are important and necessary, and because they point to system-wide problems more than individual ones. Although, of course, it's the individuals that suffer. Some further examples that I've come up with now that I've been paying attention and asking myself some of those questions above. Our culture glorifies work in a very narrow definition of success, which is leaving so many of us sick, depressed, or worse. Because of our fetishization of a certain kind of focus and achievement, likely coupled with the addictive nature of smartphones or the failings of our education system, 30 to 35% of our students are on amphetamines of some sort, which seems bad and like it will have many long-term consequences. The professionalization of sports and hobbies is burning out our kids and us adults too. What happened to just doing something because it's fun? Our kids don't know how to do it because we adults don't either. 
grant, I say that mostly we want to raise our children to be kind, empathetic humans who speak up for marginalized people and places and are gentle towards themselves. Jasper's on a travel soccer and basketball team, so he spends a ton of time each week with teams and coaches that largely consume themselves with competing, winning, and becoming better athletes. Those two sentences don't seem to be in alignment with each other. We are sitting with this seeming contradiction every week these days. Seeking to maximize everything we do in terms of achievement and productivity is how we judge machines, not how we should judge human beings. Our collective spiritual wisdom teaches that our lives are meant to be lived and enjoyed, not hacked. For years, we went to a church that put certain kinds of people on an actual pedestal, and it allowed certain kinds of people to lead. We left more than six years ago, but both of our children still talk about the lessons they learned from that time, most of which are not aligned with our family's values. It is a frequent reminder for me to be careful about the types of communities we invest our time and energy into. As usual, I don't have any answers to these questions, let alone good ones, but naming the problem or problems is a good first step. Having these conversations in our homes and communities is a good first step. Not blaming ourselves, but getting curious about spaces and places where we're just going along with the current instead of asking what we and our people really want is a good first step. You'll have to refer to the actual newsletter at sayerbytheseason.com for my rants and raves and stuff worth sharing this week. Thanks for listening, and cheers to getting curious in the week ahead.